Thank you for joining us for Digging Deeper with Gary Johnson. This radio program is dedicated to getting into the deeper levels of God's Word and learning how to live the life He has created for us. Let's join Gary now as he opens the Word and teaches us to dig deeper. Blessings to you. Welcome again to Digging Deeper. It's been another week. I hope you look forward expectantly to this program because I do. I look forward to being in touch with you. I want to minister to you. Are you keeping in touch with me in the sense of emailing me? I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear what the program is doing for you. My email is g77j77 at yahoo.com. I want to pray for you. I want you to realize that you do have a friend in this ministry. So many times people feel like they're friendless. I know that feeling. You feel like you're all alone. You feel like you're experiencing something nobody else is, and you really want somebody to help you in your faith, help give you uh, ideas, and, and uplift you and encourage you. And I'm here for you for that. Please let me no. Today, I'd like to ask you a question and, and, uh, and have you uh, help me answer it. And that is, uh, what do you really think of when you think of Jesus? What do you think of? Well, I'm going to start down a list of what came to my mind, okay? And I think as I start listing these, you'll come up with your own. I have... Huh, 16 of them. Oh, see, is that correct? I believe it's 16. But it's endless. I'm sure if you and I were together, we could add more than 16, okay, of what Jesus is. What do I think of when I think of Jesus? Of course, I realize that each person individually has experienced Jesus in a slightly different way, and actually that's majestically wonderful. Because Jesus knows you individually. He knows each of us. And therefore, he comes into your life in a slightly different way because he knows exactly what you need. He, he knows what you've been going through. He knows how to take care of it. And he knows how to set you up so that you are ready to make a difference for him in the kingdom. He wants to position you and equip you. Uh, I'm part of, of that desire that you be positioned and equipped. I want to help that along, that process along in your life. Uh, so let's do that today. Let's believe that when this program is over, you're going to be better equipped and better positioned to serve God. Let's open with prayer. Heavenly Father, we look forward today to your truth we speak to the devil right now, and we say to you, you cannot blind our eyes to the truth of God's Word as much as you want to. And Heavenly Father, we ask that you open our spiritual eyes to a full understanding of you, your glory, your power, and your will. In Jesus' precious name, amen. What do you think of when you think of Jesus? Well, I have this thought, number one. I think of love. I think of love. In John 13, verse 34, and I hope you have your Bibles. You can turn to this. John 13, verse 34, Jesus said, In the same way that I have loved you, you are also to keep on loving each other. You know, Jesus talked about the new commandment of love. When 
people asked him about all the commandments in the past and and, and which were most important, and because, you know, we can allow ourselves to get so confused on trying to obey this and follow that, Jesus summed it all up. You love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. How can we do that kind of love? Because of Jesus, because he's in us, because he dwells in us, because he sent his Holy Spirit, and because Jesus is love, we're able to act in love. Sometimes I think, oh, it's so difficult to know how to demonstrate love when other people are involved, because what might be considered love to one person is not necessarily love to another person, depending upon their likes and dislikes. And, and, and we can't really see what's going on inside them, in, inside their minds, can we? Not without a spirit of discernment in our, in our, in our spirit. So uh, we rely upon the Holy Spirit to know how to act in love. I uh, would ask you to read the whole book of 1 John at the end of the Bible because he bases that on love, how that we love because God first loved us. So the first thing I think of when I think of Jesus is love. The second thing I've got down here that I think of is a shepherd, a shepherd. Jesus is your shepherd. Jesus is my shepherd. If you want to turn to John again, uh, chapter 10, verse 14, and I notice here that all of my scriptures are, are from John, and that's, uh, that's good in the sense that John is the easiest book to understand. If you're not used to reading the Bible, I suggest you start reading the book of John. No matter what the translation is, John uses the simplest words. He was the simplest man, which describes you and me, doesn't it? So please turn in your Bible, uh, read the book of John, but in, in terms of Jesus being a shepherd, John chapter 10, verse 14, Jesus is speaking, and he said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and they know me. In fact, I notice here that all of what I tell you are the words that are straight from Jesus' mouth. See that as I go along. So Jesus is saying, first of all, that he is love, but secondly, he says here, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and they know me. And he also says that he knows our voice. And he says that he is the door, the door of the sheepfold. And, uh, and he's there to guard us so that the enemy does not come in, a wolf does not come in. He's there for us. Wouldn't you love to follow a shepherd like that, that you can totally rely on, that, that you don't have to have suspicions that sometimes he might be for himself, making decisions for himself or for somebody else and leave you out in the cold? No. He's always making decisions based upon your welfare. He is the shepherd. You know Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want I shall not need for anything. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to be afraid about anything. Imagine those sheep out there, and the, the good shepherd is, is moving them around and, and, and moving the different places and so forth. And those sheep are just so innocent and, and carefree, and they just, just depend on the shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd. Amen? He's your shepherd today. I also think 
of obedience. Mm. Now, this is, is a part sometimes that we, we, we tend to overlook this one sometimes, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Jesus said in John 14, verse 15, this is Jesus talking again. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. In the upper room, uh, the Bible says that Jesus spoke, speaking to the disciples, said, you'll know if you love me, if you obey me. That's very simple, isn't it? Now, John also wrote that again in 1 John. We know if we love him, if we obey him, if we live a lifestyle of following Jesus. Jesus also taught about discipleship, didn't he? And he said, the only way you can be my disciple is if you uh, uh, lay down your own life, just like a shepherd does, just like Jesus did, the great shepherd. He laid down his life, okay? We have to lay down our own life and follow him, obey him, do what he says. Don't let that be far down your list, friends. If you love Jesus Christ, you'll want to please him and serve him and obey him at all cost. So I think of obedience. I also think of friendship. 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 You're looking for a friend today. He is the one you can count on. In John 15, verse 15, these are the words of Jesus again. Jesus said, No longer do I call you servants, but I have called you friends. Oh, what a difference. Now, we are to serve him, but the reason why it's such a joy to serve him is because we're also his friend. If you had a job, okay, and, and you're expected to do some sort of responsibility, wouldn't you prefer that that would be done for an employer, for a boss who's also your friend? Don't you relish going to work in that kind of situation? Not for a tyrant, not for somebody that you don't think is for you, but somebody that really cares about you, that wants to be your friend. Uh, you know, when I was in the Air Force, and, uh, and I remember the best, the best supervisors or the best commanders I ever had were the ones who really cared about their people and, in a sense, became a friend. Now, they became a friend in that in that you could depend upon the fact that they cared about me, cared about you. And, and Jesus is just that way. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Master. But he's also your friend. He can be both, and he is both. He's both in a perfect sense, a perfect blend. Amen? I also think of peace. Oh, peace. In John 14, 27, Jesus said, my peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Okay? Uh, the Bible says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Do you love Jesus today? Experience his peace right now, the peace that's flowing all over you because he's your friend. 
He's your shepherd, and he loves you. I think of joy. In John 15, verse 11, Jesus said, I've said this to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy be complete. Do you know what joy really is? Joy is experiencing total satisfaction that you know that you're in the right place with the right person, that no matter what you see, things are not amiss because you're able to relax and rest. That's joy. Joy of knowing you made the right decision. Have you made decisions before and then afterwards things came together, worked out good, and you think, oh, what joy. Well, deciding to let Jesus be your friend, your master, creates a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Have that joy today. Reach out and let Jesus fill you, pour his joy into you today. Some of you need joy worse than anything else right now. It's yours. Right now it's yours. Jesus is giving it to you, his joy. He is joy. And you know what else I think of? I think of truth. Truth. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He is truth. Are you looking for truth today? Because people all around us tell us what they think, what they believe you ought to do, what they believe you ought to believe. Hey, they're not your ultimate accountability. Jesus is. Jesus is truth. His word is truth. I only want to give you the truth. And if you will just keep your mind upon Jesus, read these verses I've been giving to you. These are all from John. Uh, and, and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. I think of prayer also. Prayer. Why? Because in John 14, 14, Jesus said, If you ask me for something in my name, I will do it. Now, the reason why he'll do it is because you already have asked the Spirit of God to give you faith that what you're asking is in his will. If you know your prayer is in the will of God, then if you ask in Jesus' name, he will do it. He's up there right now advocating with the Father for you. His blood covers you. And so when you speak the name of Jesus, the Father listens. Ask, ask today anything that you know is in his will. Don't hold back. Don't look at the circumstances around you and say, I don't know how it could happen. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Ask him. He said, I will do it. I also think of fellowship. Fellowship is important. Don't ever give in to the idea that it's okay to be a loner 
as, as a Christian. We must be with the body. Parts of the body are necessary for the whole body to function correctly. Isn't that right? And in John 17, verse 21, Jesus said, I pray that they may be one with us, Father, so that the world may believe you sent me. Now, this was one of the last things he said. He's talking about unity in the upper room before he was arrested and went to the cross. He's telling believers to fellowship together so that their individual light becomes one bright light and the world can see that we all belong to him. Have you been in fellowship with a local church? Please do so. The Lord wants you there, and he will use you there. I also think of trusting God. In John 14, verse 1, Jesus said, Don't let yourselves be disturbed. Trust in God and trust in me. Even on our money, it says, in God we trust. <laughs> but they took that from John 14, 1. Trust in God. Trust in Jesus. Everything else we might want to put our trust in is sinking sand. The house will go under. Jesus said that in the Sermon on the Mount, didn't he? We only, we only want to stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. I also think of God's protection when I think of Jesus. In John 17, verse 12, Jesus said, When I was with them... I guarded them. Yes, I kept watch over them. Again, from this very last discourse in the upper room, Jesus is saying, I am my children's protector. I have guarded them. I have watched over them. And he is here right now to protect you and to watch over you. Don't be anxious don't be afraid. Jesus, we are under his wings. We're under his feathers. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91, verse 1. I also think of serving, serving others when I think of Jesus. In John 13, Verses 14 and 15, Jesus said, and this is the first thing he did in the upper room that last night, he said, If I have washed your feet, you also should wash each other's feet. You also should serve others in the same way that I'm serving you. He says, For I have set you an example so that you may do as I have done to you. John 13, verses 14 and 15. The Bible says that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus is the ultimate servant. When he came down from heaven to earth, he came down to serve. Now, when he comes again, he's coming to rule. But he came the first time to serve. And we're still in that period of time of the church age that he came to give us that example would you set your heart today to serve others in the name of Jesus? I also think of seeing Jesus. 
of seeing Jesus face to face. Mm. In John 14, verse 3, Jesus said, I will return to take you with me so that where I am, you may be also. Oh, this is the hope of the church, my friends. Paul talked about faith, hope, and love. He said the greatest of these is love. We've already talked about that Jesus is love. We've already talked about faith, but now we're talking about hope. The great hope of the church is that we will see Jesus and that we will be with Jesus. How can't you long for that moment? I long for that moment. When we think of Jesus, think of being with him and seeing him. He wants us to. That's faith. That's exercising faith, that when he comes, we'll be with him. He's making a place for you right now so that he will take you to be with him. I also think of what he teaches me. I think of what Jesus teaches me. In John 14, verse 26, Jesus said, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. The Holy Spirit has come. Jesus has given the Spirit to the church. He said, The Father sent the Spirit in Jesus' name. In other words, he came in, in place of Jesus. Jesus was here, but he said he was sending another of like kind to replace him. And the Holy Spirit is everywhere, infilling every believer. He's with you now. He's able to fill you right now to capacity and teach you all things. Do you have sometimes questions when you read Scripture of what it really means or how it applies to your life? Ask the Spirit. Pray and ask the Spirit to show you. He will show you, and he will give the Holy Spirit to you in the same sense as a child, Jesus said. If a child asks for a fish, will the Father give a serpent? If the child asks for bread, will the Father give a stone? Of course not. And if we ask for the Holy Spirit and for his teaching, the Lord will give him to you and me. Oh, and I think of being born again when I think of Jesus. I think of being born again. In John 3, 3, Jesus said, unless a person is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Oh, my friend, if you yearn and long for all that Jesus has and is, those things we've been talking about, you must be born again. I want to pray for you that you be born again. Because the very last thing I wanted to mention today is that when I think of Jesus, I think of life. I think of life. In John 6, verse 51, Jesus said, I am the living bread. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. He is our spiritual food. We need to eat of him so that we live forever. So I want to ask you now, Do you love Jesus? Do you realize how much he really loves you? He gave himself for you, my friend. He cares for you so much. 
Please put aside every doubt right now. Put aside everything that's kept you from him, for living for him. Somebody has talked to you and said it's a waste of time. It's just in, in the imagination. No. The Bible is full of, from cover to cover, exact cases of people who turned their lives over to Jesus and became different people, happy people, joyful people, productive people, serving people, trusting people, friendly people, loving people. Pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, right now I give up everything to receive Jesus. I want Jesus. I won't want any substitute in my life anymore. I only want Jesus because I want everything that's been talked about on this program today, and now I see that Jesus is all those things. So right now I lay aside everything, every stumbling block that's kept me from Jesus, and I open up my heart, and I lift my hands up right now, and I say, Jesus, I'm yours. Thank you for coming into my life and I will give over everything to you right now. I am your servant. I am your disciple. Trust me. Test me. In Jesus' name, amen. Walk with God this week. Get to know Jesus, and have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us for Digging Deeper. If you would like to get in touch with host Gary Johnson, please send him an email at g77j77 at yahoo.com. Again, that email address g77j77 at yahoo.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's program and join us next week for Digging Deeper.